Is there just one owner for Power Build? Yeah. Just you, just right? Just me. Yep. Just you me holding it down. The first, the first one is, um, is a Conchi. smaller location, Yeah. Right? Conchi's only 4,000 square feet. That's where we started. You guys She's still, still kicking, one, right? yep. Still, uh, still doing the damn thing down there. A lot more powerlifting oriented down there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of like, that's how we kind of got the ball rolling. Obviously, that's like my background. A lot of the people that came to the gym to start, Sean Mills, like mm -hmm. we had a bunch of people like that. So kind of like developed that culture. But we, you know, we have everything down there still. Machines, cardio, everything. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit more open. This is just freedom. like more space. We could really kind of like bring the vision of life here. Mm -hmm. Still has all all the powerlifting shit, but it also has like all the top of the line bodybuilding stuff now. Mm -hmm. Do you guys plan on buying more equipment for like that bodybuilding? Stuff? Yeah, yeah. So we, ha I have like seven or eight pieces coming in brand new still. Mm -hmm. Atlantis. We have like a piece from Atlantis. We have three pieces from Prime. Three more pieces from Arsenal. I think that's it. Those are like the brands that I fuck with. Prime, Arsenal, Atlantis. There's a few other. Oh, and then we have uh, the Gluteator coming in. You need that. The Gluteator. <laughs> Gluteator. No, yeah, it's like, um, I'm not even kidding. I don't even know what the fucking guy calls the brand, but like he started the company with a single piece called the Gluteator. Okay. And now he's expanded, I think, into... The Bicepinator. <laughs> <laughs> he does... No, it's like... They're like very specialty, unique pieces. Like, I don't know if they want to get into like... Every... Like a chest press and all yeah, that shit. more like just like... Specific, very like specialized. The way that this like... It's like an abduction machine, but you're like... At a certain angle and it's like you're pressing down and out. So it targets... You know, that's funny that you said that because uh, I was actually using an abduction machine before and I had a huge issue with not being able to change so many other things. Yeah. So what would end up happening is I would take pads. Yeah. To, like get like a higher, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. higher up. Because that's it's an easy, easy change. Just yeah. to like change the, just the level of where the seat's at. Yeah. But you, if you're like warming up for like squats or deaths yeah. and you're in tight, like especially if, like going on a flight that's eight hours oh, yeah. or four hours. I, I, that machine almost becomes a necessity. I tell all my people squatting to hit that before, like mm -hmm. at least like a set of like 15 to 20 reps, lightweight, just to like get the hips to open up, yeah. get the glutes firing, all of that. It's a key. Like, I feel like back in the day, it was like always just like use the Mark Bell booty band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, yeah. Well, you can use that when like you don't have the machine. Like yeah. when you don't have it and you can just spend like 20 bucks on it, it, it will work for the time being. Mm -hmm. But if you can get the actual proper machine, I might as well use it. 100%. Yeah. So it's. You know, obviously a little different than what you see in most gyms. I literally only know of like one other gym in the state that has it. And the guy, when I was talking on the phone, I was like talking to the guy who literally is like the owner, engineer, he does everything. And he was like telling me like, you know, it's a very exclusive piece. And that's what like I try and like target like unique specialized equipment. Yeah. yeah. Obviously I want to have all the regular shit, but yeah. I want to have like those unique pieces that you can't find at any other gym. Yeah. There's a, it's kind of like a... D, yeah, DMV Iron. The, the machines that you guys have, I mean, you've been to DMV Iron. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, DMV. Yeah, they, they, what's nice is, too, though, they have a lot of OG equipment that they don't make. Because no, yeah. back in the day, they made good quality equipment because yep. a lot of the equipment was actually made in the United States. Yeah. Right? Then you had it where companies were going overseas. Yep. And then we had shittier metals. Yep. Which oh, No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing the, the quality difference, even like with some of those mainstream commercial brands like Life Fitness. Mm -hmm. That was always like an American made, like top of the line. You'd see it in commercial gyms, every gym. 
their new shit is fucking trash. Yeah. Like, I was just at Life Fitness. If you're listening, you guys fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Your old stuff, legendary. Like, yeah. we still have some of the old stuff in Conchi, mm-hmm. and, like, I'll I keep own, it forever. I own some Life Fitness Yeah, stuff. like, that was always one of the OGs. Like, Life Fitness, Cybex, Hammer Strength, obviously. Yep. I don't know what Life Fitness did now. It looks kind of nice now, well, but it's What like, they the did was they made it more like, it looks like a hotel commercial look, yeah. right? Yep. And it's like, okay, yeah, it could look, it looks like a modernized Tesla, but it can't go off-road, which yeah. you, need, you need for a gym. If oh, you're gonna a gym, have it like, where, yeah, like this too, where people are going to fucking use and abuse it, powerlifters, IFBB pros, like even the good shit in here takes a beating. So yeah. like if, if something's low quality, it's not going to survive, so... Yeah, that's why it's like certain certain brands I just stick to like has to be like US made. Mm-hmm. Atlantis is Canadian, but you know, North American. There's this so. there's this uh there's this gym out in Fargo called Evo and they have something where similar to like DMV where they really just look at the best kind of gym equipment you get. Like you have old school Nautilus. Yeah, the Nautilus, the old school Nautilus. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's all refurbished. So mm-hmm. you got them from somewhere they all ship from Italy like underground I don't know where he finds them. yeah facebook marketplaces no dude i'm like i'm on there daily i have yep. an obsession yo oh, it's bad yeah. it happened during covid didn't it yeah oh. oh well even before like before with conchi i was trying to find pieces because at that time i didn't have fucking any money i'm trying to scrounge together more machines mm-hmm. yeah. but then yeah during covid when people were starting to like unload stuff yeah i'm like everything's on sale i'm like exactly i have to get this shit that was what i was doing during covid mm-hmm. time because it, it got it got to yeah so i was in a garage right First day, COVID happens, right? All the gyms close. I made it one day, and I go, okay, I can't do this shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. So I, I go to my friends, and he has a 300-pound weight set and this really, really crappy bench in his garage. I'm like, okay, we're going to – Yeah, I know. I'm going to do the intro in a minute. Keep going. Okay, we're going to make this work, right? And then I was like, okay, I can't eat. I can bar- barely even bench or squat or deadlift on this. Let's let's get some more equipment. Yeah. So I go to my shop, and I have this – really really rusty out squat rack my dad welded way way long ago right before he left me right so we have it where we i sand it down we paint it we were squatting on that then my friend oh then we got a leg press then we got another rack and then we're in this garage and we're training and it got to the point where i was knocking door to door on people asking hey do you you guys have uh the 300 pound weight sets because most like females they'll buy it for their husbands yeah. either like as a wedding gift or if their we- their husbands are getting a little fat they'll like buy it <laughs> yeah. so i was knocking on people's doors asking if they have the weight sets buying them for cheap right because they just want them out oh, of the yeah. house at that yeah, time it takes up space yeah accumulated some gym equipment and then it got to a point where i was i drove seven hours and i found an old school cybex a uh, lateral raise isolateral yeah, machine yeah. got that for free Damn. Right? It's yep. Good, good find. Yeah, yeah. I made a video on it because I was like, no way. I called the guy and he's like, yep, you have to be here at 8 a.m. I left at like 3 a.m. in the morning with a truck. Drove all the way down, picked it up, loaded it, came back in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, then man. I bought an entire school. Oh, that's where you could find some crazy yep. deals. Some schools, like high schools or colleges mm-hmm. that maybe they're getting new equipment. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, come and get it. I literally got a, a life fitness and again this was like their their good shit a leg extension hamstring curl and something else can't remember three machine three machines they charged me a hundred dollars for each like a Mm -hmm. a piece like so i spent three hundred dollars on three machines that should have been three thousand dollars that's exactly what happened with mine right so i go there and usually most school systems have it like a seven year period and then they get like a huge bonus from the state to upgrade equipment and i go down i go there and i have uh, i carry in 
row machine, right? Shit, yeah. Looks it up. It's you know three and a half grand for just that piece. Yep. I carry in bicep, I carry in uh, tricep, life fitness shoulder, hammer strength, ISO, uh, plate loaded, uh, incline, flat, two pro maximal leg presses. Damn. Um, all the barbells, all the dumbbells, all of that, right? Cybex dumbbell racks, and I bought it all. Right. I actually don't know a single 20, 21 year old. Yeah, so I bought it. I bought it all, right? Because I was like, I was like, I need, I need all this stuff. I was getting. If you, it's so weird. If you find gym equipment for like a great price, no, you're yeah. like, it's not gonna go ever down in value. Yeah. It's only gonna go up. So I'm like, yeah. I, I gotta do it. So, drove seven hours to this place with a 26 foot U-Haul, and they didn't tell me that it was 24 flights of stairs down in the basement of the school. Right? They, they were just telling me. Yeah, back up the U-Haul, and we should be able to load it in like two hours. And I was like, oh, great. We'll have the football team help you. I was like, oh, awesome, right? I know it's a lot of equipment, but whatever. And we got there at like 8 a.m., and we didn't leave till 1 in the morning. Oh, okay. I was going to say it had to be like a 15-hour. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bring it up. Plate plate stacks. Plate by plate. Oh, man. I, I probably had over guaranteed like 45, 45 pairs of 45s. It was so I've never had to carry so many yeah. 45s to the point where like I have a great I have a great grip. Yeah. All right, I can I can yeah, I, I'm failing. I'm going up each step with like two 45s and after doing that t- 30 times, yeah. you just have these Popeye oh, forearm man. pumps. <laughs> that's that's nutty. I, I was like I was feeling bad for me and Julius. We went to this guy's house and we had to get the actual abdu- abduction and adduction adduction machine from a basement that's to like rough. the back of a house and like it was literally like two two small flights of steps, and I was like whining about that. So that story makes me I have feel. A, no, I have the videos on my on my phone. While we're doing that yeah. intro, don't know what episode it is, but new episode of Happy Power. We got Sawyer Clat, and we got Nabil back, a regular guest. More the merrier. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We're just talking some war stories of picking up equipment, and we just gave you the sickest equipment hack. If you guys are looking for used stuff, Go to your local schools. Yeah. Because they're just going to fucking unload it. They want you to just come get rid of it because they're just going to buy a bunch of new shit anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, you had, you had to get lucky. You had to, like, kind of be the guy that calls at the right time. But I've heard some other people who are, like, equipment junkies. Um, the one guy was telling me he got hooked up with, like, Temple, the, you know, school here in Philly. And uh, he got a bunch of, like, incredible, like, hammer strength pieces that were, like, brand new. Oh, Super cheap. I forget what he paid, but it was like disgustingly cheap. I was incredibly jealous. But what do you? So you still have all that, right? Yeah, it's in my cold storage. So the the what I want to do is I have a sixty by forty shop on my land. That's like right outside my house. Yeah, it's not fully insulated. It's not heated yet, but it has underfloor heat, but just not hooked up. Yeah, plumbing's not hooked up. I want to get all that done. Throw all the gym equipment in there, and just be able to train during that period of time. Yeah, then I can leave whenever I want. I don't have to pay for a gym membership because it's like at my house, but it makes it where I can. There's no gyms in my area. Yeah. There's no like. There's the high school. Yeah. And then there's the gym I train at, and 80% of the equipment's mine. Tell the people where you're from. I'm from Minnesota. I'm like five minutes from Canada. I'm way way up yeah. north. Yeah. Like seven hours from Minneapolis. It's it's Damn. it's crazy. Damn. But, I didn't know you were like at the top. Yeah. Top, top, Shit. I actually did a meat. I did a meat party. This year, kind of close. It was Buffalo, New York. Oh yeah. Warriors. Like oh, yeah, city. Buffalo is all the way the oh, fuck up. It was my first time up there. I was like, wow, this is this different. Is very different. <laughs> yeah, I've only been up there like once, just very short. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah, so no gyms. You've been training at home for a while. Like it sounds like there was a gym, but yeah. So I was training in the high, at the high school, right? And at that time, before COVID, you could train at three, it was three fifteen to nine. But then after all the school shootings and then COVID, like the school got very, very, like security wise, right? Yeah. They lo- have locked door systems. You can only go at five, and it's from five to nine. And during that time, everybody's gets off work, and it's just really, really packed. And I think. What ended up happening is during COVID time when I was buying actually like good quality equipment, because at that time it gave me the freedom of buying whatever I wanted. You know, yeah. I can pick this rack. I can pick this weight. This yeah. I can bring these bars in. I almost didn't want to go back, you know, because I like being able to train whenever I want. Yeah. The, if you have to like finesse it with only five to nine, it's a little stressful if you have other things going on. Oh, yeah. You know, I, like, I used to hate when like the gym was open from like 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. and I'd want to show up at 10.30. I'd be like, this gym fucking sucks. So I mine are 24 hours. Yeah. I'm like, I used to fucking hate that because I'm like nocturnal, so. Well, then everybody has different shit going on. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. And sometimes, I, like, especially with traveling, if I get in late and I, it wasn't up to me and I have to get, oh, I have a four by 10 on squats or I have to hit this on or bench or deadlift. Yeah. I can't ma- miss a day, yeah. no matter what time it is, I don't care. But if it's limited due to the gym being closed, then it's like, then it just ruined almost, I'd rather drive four hours to a gym that's like not, yeah. like that's 24 hours just to train. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I used, to, uh, I used to do that though. That's why. For my uh, deadlift singles because the gym that I trained at didn't have enough weights. So I'd drive three hours with the thin, these thin 45s that I had a guy in Wisconsin laser cut. Yeah. I would bring that, so it was like probably six pairs of 45s, my bar, drive all the way to Fargo, North Dakota, unload it, go to the gym, right? Then get warmed up for deads and then pull 770. Oh my Holy God. And people complain about like the stupidest shit and you got this motherfucker driving four hours to a gym with his own weights. I don't ever want to hear an Instagram excuse again. No, no more captions about your mom didn't make you a peanut butter and jelly at the right time. Like, no more. Well, I'm going to tag Sawyer and he's going to fucking rip you apart. Ooh. <laughs> like, this motherfucker doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be one of those dads that, like, you know, when you have, like, a kid and you just, like, talk about those giant stories. Like, you don't have to realize what I had to do to get this Jimmy equipment. I had to drive seven hours to pick it up, then drive seven hours back. Yeah, no, 100%. Throw some high expectations in there. Yeah, that's wild. So there's literally no gym besides your school? My, my school? school gym and then the gym that I train at, which is 24 hours, but all the equipment is mostly mine, all the racks. all I have a full set of kilos, my combo racks, my leg presses, all that. Damn. You know, she has treadmills. Is anyone else out there training like you? In my town? Yeah, just like somewhat. Similar, I think I, in the high school area, yeah. there's, a, there's a large majority of kids that want to do that because. You motivate all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I start off of it and a lot of them watch my videos. So it's yeah. nice being able to have it where, okay, they knew Sawyer when he was only 120 pounds and now Sawyer is doing social media. Sawyer's lifting all this weight. He's producing out content and it's just much more enjoyable to see that. Mm-hmm. And people want to get bigger. They yeah. want to get stronger. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Nobody wants to stay at 100 pounds. It's like <laughs> no. everybody wants to be bigger. Even if like you can say you're content with it, but yeah. if I was like, okay, I can snap my finger right now, you could be stronger, faster, all that. They yeah. would just say it right now. 100%. Dude. Everyone wants to get jacked. Yeah, it's fun. But that's crazy. So, well, where is it? Well, with the fact of it, though, too, only gym that's 24 hours is 15 minutes or 40. I have to drive 20 minutes to get to it. Yeah. Right? It's like a rundown gym. 
the gym that I want to open up would be in town. The factories are open, you know, 24 hours. So people that get off at 1 p.m. can train. Mm-hmm. People that get off at 1 a.m. can train. Yeah. You know, I want to have it where anybody can train at any given time. I'm not trying to like make the most amount of money on it. I just want to have it where there's a place open enough. Yeah, pays, I mean, like, it's not heat. that hard to set up 24 mm-hmm. seven access. I mean, you know, little key fob system yeah. costs about a grand to maybe set up if you get a good one even, and it's like. Yeah, you could have 24-7 access, make sure everyone signs a waiver, they could go in at any time. Mm-hmm. The, the issue with me was not being able to find a building to rent. Yeah. So I'm going to basically just have to make the building. Yeah. So the building's there, it's just I have to kind of have to insulate it, I have to heat it, I have to do all those other like small nitpicky things, Yeah. figure out the whole tax situation because it's on my property. But what is good is it's 60 by 40, and it is uh, business approved already. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. So I don't have to like pay in more to do that. Yeah. So that's it's, yeah, it's fine now. Yeah, you'll be able to make it happen. Um, I, I would imagine. Yeah, it's just like create an LLC, make mm-hmm. sure the liability separate from yourself. Yeah, and then yeah, if it's already approved as a business, must have some type of uh, what what was there? Was it like your dad doing something or? Yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh, well, um, it was like ins- uh, foam foam insulation hmm. at one point. Yeah, it might just have to be like rezoned kind of, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. You probably have to like go to your like local borough or county fucking thing and get like a rezoning permit or some stupid shit like that. But yeah. that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be sick. I feel like what got like in your area sounds like you've probably had like a huge influence on a lot of people. But before you, like, what got you into it all? Let's let's take a little into, step into back. training. Yeah, like how'd you end up in powerlifting? Oh, so. I think the idea of just always strength training has always been like I wanted. Yeah. Oh, everybody wants to get stronger. Yeah. And I think, especially in sports, that's the issue. Where when I was in wrestling, there is no age group. It's so if you're in seventh grade, you're rest. You could be wrestling a senior. It just matters on weight. Yeah. And even though, if I lost to a senior, I hated that. I hated the idea of just losing. Versus like most people, be like, oh, hey, he's a senior. You, you just, you'll have your time. I was like, no, I want, I want to fucking, I want, I don't care what age they are. I just yeah. want to win. Yeah. Right. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so from that point, I remember losing. I was 145 pounds, and I was like, all right, I, I, I just want to win. And how, how, how do I win? Okay, I got to be stronger. I got to be faster. I got to do all that stuff. How do I get there? Okay, I have to go to the gym. Right. So it's just like figuring out what was the problem okay, here's the solution, just continue to do that. And that's been kind of the whole motto with anything that I've done. Same thing with like training now. Yeah. Oh, how's my food? How's my sleep? It's just breaking it down to the most simple, basic things. Yeah. And that's all it is. All Everybody wants to complicate things. No, you know? yeah, it's, it's the fundamentals. Yeah, and then basic fundamentals. Yeah, just make it perfect every yeah. single time and you, you'll, you'll win. So I was competitive, didn't want to lose. And I was like, okay, I got to get stronger. And then at this time being... 15 years old, my brother came home from, uh, from my dad's and he was about 135 pounds. I just got up to like 140 and he's three years older than me. And he didn't like the fact that his younger brother was weighing more than him, right? So he started going into the gym. Before, going to the gym was like bicep curls, maybe like a few machines, but it was like a 45 minute workout. It was more so running mm-hmm. than anything. But he, senior, you know, he's three years older, a little more knowledgeable has kind of seen kids work out before, starts researching more than I would have because I'm just kind of like, oh, just go to the gym, really bro-y. Yeah. He, he definitely went in more like smart. But then I just learned from that. Because yeah. he'd be like, Sawyer, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then we would train together. And at that time, being roughly around the same body weight, we could usually hit the same number. So if he hit like 220 on bench, 
I, I would want to try to one up him, right? And we just kept that momentum going back, yeah. forth, back and back and forth. And we did that um, by the time he graduated. And we got really, really strong. And then also going into wrestling, we were doing that same thing. Eventually, you know, he graduated, he moved away, and I lost that that uh, competition thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to find a new competition. So then I would just go online and I would look at people my age or people older than me yeah. that were stronger, way, way, way stronger. And this is funny enough, this is where my friend Dave comes in. Because yeah. I saw Dave was really, really strong kid. I'm like, okay. You mean your brother, David Laid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so so uh, when I found Dave, I was like, okay, this is my competition now. Because my brother moved away, don't have any competition anymore. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, Dave's my competition. So I looked at Dave, I was like, all right, Dave need, doesn't train on his, his uh, sleep, his food. I was like, okay, these are the things that I have to make sure are perfect. So I did that and then I got stronger than Dave. And then I was like, okay, I gotta find another competition. I've, been, I've just been doing this like now. It yeah. sounds like a little egotistical no, I thing, think, but it's like, I, Yeah, we've yeah. talked about, I think we talked about it a little bit in our other podcast. It's like Instagram, people look at Instagram, they look at other people, what they're doing. And it can go two ways, right? Like you can make it like a positive, which is what you've done. Mm-hmm. You've looked at people to motivate you and push your training. Mm-hmm. And then you got other people that sometimes they look at other people who are doing more than them and it like demoralizes them. Yeah. So it's like, and I, I think everybody does have those small parts where they do feel a little demoralized, but it's the idea that if you just go, you almost shrug it off. You go, okay, no, that doesn't really matter. It's just, I gotta, I gotta work on myself to get to be better than them. Yeah. You know, cause you, you like, let's say in this instance, I could be like, oh man, if I cut down to 140 and try to take Nobel's record, right? <laughs> man, I, I could I could hold a world record, right? Yeah. And they'd just be like super, super eager about that. But also, it's contradicting to like anything that I'm doing. I'm like cutting down weight, all <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So having a competitive standpoint is great. Yeah. But also knowing where you should be at it, I think is also better. Yeah, I think you have to like stay in your own lane, mm-hmm. but you, you can always use other people's progress has motivation and kind of see what's possible nabil just to let everyone know if you didn't see just broke his own world record right seven seven even or was it 701 701 at 148 which literally a few years ago would have been fucking impossible people would literally said impossible 585 at anybody body weight was like oh wow this guy's crazy i remember yeah 700 was like People like my size, our size, like that mm-hmm. was like the goal. That was like if you hit seven hundred pound deadlift, like you were fucking incredible. Well, that's literally what set me well, on the map. I know, yeah. No, I didn't see that. Jesus. Is that the one that Greg uh, made a video on? Yeah, Really? That is the only that that much of a difference. That's because you know how there's some people that can like deadlift yeah. 800 with straps and then they take it away and it's yeah. like mortal vibes. Yeah. yeah. So having, <laughs> yeah. having it where this guy. But having it where this guy did like 700 and then only 640, that's a really good conversion for that. Yeah. Bumper plates and everything to kilos. Yeah. That's wild, dude. That's, that's what I mean. Like, it just keeps, same. like, yeah, evolving. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're getting in more people in the sport. That's the big thing. Yeah. You know, more people yeah. Are... Talent pool is always growing. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. I mean, like, American Pro, I, I've never, like, that wasn't even a, it wasn't a big meet as far as how many lifters, but obviously it was all the top guys, but it was like, and it was like 800 was like, people are like, here comes, uh, you know, Johnny's opening at fucking 755, like, opener, and he's, like, the first guy in the flight. 
I'm like, what the fuck? Everyone's deadlifting 750 plus. Like, and then last guy in the fight had Danny Griggs be open. Yeah, I know. It's that was his opener. 985. Yeah. yeah, just disturbing. I mean, it's. Yeah. I would have literally three years ago. I would have literally said a, a thousand pound deadlift was probably impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, damn near impossible. Depending on maybe like if Thor did it, I'd be like, oh okay. Like okay, Thor did it raw. Pound man exactly, four hundred pound man. But like. Dan's 275, not actually not even, 260-something. You got Jamal also, whatever the hell he is now, 250, something like that. Or John he competes Hacks 242. In there. John's, John, John just fucking keeps... Yeah, conventional. Conventional, close grip, high ball, yeah. literally every... Yeah. Like, eight commenter can't say yeah. shit anymore. I know, I yeah. Oh, man. It just like, keeps getting crazier. I, don't, I mean, now, now I've just learned, I'm like... Who knows? Somebody might fucking deadlift 1,200 at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got 15-year-olds doing 700. Yep. I don't know. I feel like people just continue to get smarter with their training, nutrition. Technology evolves. Yeah, I mean. Body evolves. Human body, body evolves. yeah. 100%. Day. I mean, you have moms that are deadlifting 500 pounds, like you oh, said. Yeah. I mean, you take that, <laughs> then you take a little Dan Grigsby. You put it in there. 1,200-pound deadlift right Making there. Making some superheroes. 15 years old. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what the limit may be, but... Well, what's funny also, though, is think about how many young kids are getting into the sport now. Yeah. Right? Before, it was like, not, and it's, it was mostly down south that you were having kids doing powerlifting. Now it's grown to, it's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have younger ages. It's more widespread, not just Texas, because at one point, Texas was bigger than USAPL, bigger than any other federation. It was yeah. just Texas as a state. Just their high like, school yeah, lifters, yeah. You know, but now you have it where USPA is huge, USAPL. WRPF's grown. Yeah. And... Even if they don't compete, so there's kids that just do the powerlifting movements because either their favorite influencers do that yeah. or they just they, they enjoy it. Yeah, I think you're seeing like people now, it's like everyone used to be like either baseball, football, soccer. Now powerlifting is kind of one of the things that you'll see like these kids doing that yeah. are maybe like a little more gifted genetically, mm-hmm. more athletic. Yep. They're like, fuck, I want to I powerlift because Sawyer does or David does well, or Nabil does. Like, I had that, that same instance where like senior year I was kind of contemplating, did I want to do my sports or did I want to do powerlifting? Right. And it kind of was funny because especially with when you feel really good, like you're, you're gifted in something. Right. I think it's almost like a sin not to like just go at it 100 percent. It's like, why? Like if you're, if you're doing something and you're really great at it, why wouldn't you just fully commit to yeah. it? And even though wrestling and football was great. I was like, I'm getting way more recognition with this little powerlifting thing. Even though I haven't competed, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a meet then. So then I did a meet. It was great because the whole reason why I wanted to do a meet was to show that I'm natural and I was getting drug tested. That was the only reason. I was getting like people like, oh, this kid's at 16, 675, all this kid's on roids, on trans, all this stuff, right? I was like, okay, I like... How how can I how can I show you guys I'm natural? They're like going to drug tested federation. I was like, okay, signed up, did that, right? So when was your first meet? How old? It it have been seven. I think it was seventeen. How old are you now? I'm twenty one. Okay, yeah. You know, and but also at the same time during COVID time, that was like a full year gone or a year and a half almost of gone of no powerlifting meets. Because I I wanted to do one during quarantine when I was eventually getting stronger, knocking on people's doors, grabbing their weights, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, But Every meet was getting canceled. I was like, I was going to prep for one. Area. Yeah. Because yeah. being so far up north, I have to travel a lot. And USAPL meets aren't close to me at all. It's mostly USPA. Yeah. And I have no problem with USPA, and I'll probably do a meet eventually. Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, yeah. But I was. Yeah, we got to get you to come here and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I got the kabuki. Yeah. And uh, once I come back from London, it's going to be a little hibernation phase, three months, putting on 20 pounds, and then 410. Where's your body weight now? <laughs> I'm 220. 220? Yeah. Are you going to go up and compete in the next class? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 220 is not what it was before on me. I've, I've, my body composition's changed too much for me to want to stay at 220, like recovery-wise, mm -hmm. even though... I, I could do the same things I did last year and the year before that. I can look at photos and it just, my face is way more filled out, more water in the joints, just way more fluffy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's cool, but I'm same body weight and I'm more chiseled. I'm like, okay, I can tell it's just, I, I need a little more extra body fat. Oh no, yeah, 100%, it's only gonna help. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. who the fuck knows where numbers go. Well, it was funny because Saturday when we had our little SPD sessions, I did uh, 640 or something on our squats, and I haven't touched that weight, being at this body weight, I don't think ever, being in a super, super light body weight. I did 661, I think like seven months ago or so, but I was about 232, and that was like a 232 water, a little water bloat, car mm -hmm. carb loading 24-7, yeah. five bagels a day, yeah. right? Now that I, I hit pretty, pretty close to it, and it felt really, really good, I was like, all right, so we put on 20 pounds, squat 705, bench the 407, I lift like the 815s. So I'll be happy. Oh yeah. You know? Speaking it, of going up, I'm, you let every you let people know yet or? I'm, well, yeah, I made a post on my uh, Instagram saying. Finally saying goodbye to 148. That's it, no more cutting. Yeah, no more 10 pounds cutting. Fuck it, I think you going because, up to what, 165 is the next class? Yeah, there's the 165 and then the 82 and a half, but like eventually, I want to be like a multiple class deadlift for regular holder. So yeah. I think I have the potential for it. Just well, because you do have a little bigger frame. I do. I'm you five, could grow I'm into. I'm 5'9", like in those weight classes, they're like 5'3". You're taller than most fucking 220s. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so. I have potential to put on some size and frame on me. So yeah. That's the plan. Just being good with my diet and with my recovery. And don't want to gain too much too quickly. Because I, I really want to, like, take my time. When it do it the right way, yeah. Do mm -hmm. it the right way, exactly. So probably, like, a pound, a, a pound, pound of muscle a month. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Fuck yeah. It'd be I'm nutty. Yeah, yeah. Probably Damn. Be the first tested, first 800-pound for the weight class. Yeah. I don't know. Damn. We'll see 2023. I'm excited, though. Mm -hmm. so 165, so you'll be going up, taking out Taylor, or so what? That's t 750. Uh, is that the world record yeah, for that class? For the tested, the on, all time is seven ninety nine. Yeah. So, you know, oh yeah. We'll see what happens. All there. doable, all, all doable. Normal. It'll be exciting because I know you've been like, you've been that's sitting the, at this weight for a while, and I'm like. Lot, but that's the main reason why my squat kind of progressed a little bit. Yeah. I, I squatted five twenty five in comp last year, or this year actually, and my bench two ninety, but I. At one hundred and forty pounds. Yeah. Whoa. So it's like it's crazy. Yeah, and five not. Yeah, two tumblers, right? Close, 120. Yeah. Tall. That's crazy. If I gain 20 pounds just like you, it'll be probably a different story. Scary, yeah. You need 300 bench press. Oh, yeah. That's I need. Because if I can get a 600-pound squat, I can deadlift 800. That's a solid total right there. I was 145 pounds in eighth grade. Yeah. That's crazy to think about, right? That's nuts. I graduated high school at like 150, though. Yeah, I was, I was, I was little like. But the reason is, I've been training for four years, close to four years, three and a half. Yeah. Close to four years of training. I started. I was 105. Damn. So technically, I put on already 55 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Four years. So another few years, like 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna 20 pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. How much weight did I put on? You put on 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, 50 My pounds. first year training yeah, with like close, weights, I literally put on like 35 pounds. And I was like more shredded at the heavier weight. I went from like 150 to 185. Whoa. Just fucking like, yeah. it was nutty. That's like what got me addicted. Like, once you do something, you're like, were you doing a little dirty bulk then, or just no? Just like, like at that, well, at that time, I could, I would just eat whatever. I would eat whatever the fuck I wanted. I was yeah. like 17, 18, just graduated high school. I was like looking for the next thing. Like basketball was always my thing growing up. Just started going to the gym. Just fell in love immediately once I was like in a real gym because I had messed around in high school. Like yeah. you guys probably like did, you know, stuff in gym class. You like fuck around with your friends, like curl and do, shit. Do you feel like uh, when you were when you fully committed to the gym was it you or like being in a group of scenarios because like it can go either or some people yeah. have it where like oh they first went with a couple friends and then they got addicted yeah. or was it like okay it was singularly just you you go in only alone. no it was 100 like my best friend at the time was mm -hmm. an absolute freak like i swear if he ever got into powerlifting he would have been like a fucking all-time great like this kid was the most jacked kid in our high school as a mm -hmm. freshman just his fucking bone density is like he had the fucking monster calves. Mm -hmm. Growing up, he was in wrestling. His mm -hmm. like family was like huge in wrestling. His brothers were like state champions. He was like a national champion as like a like a youth. And then he just kind of got out of it as he hit middle school. I don't know if he like burned out, but he just got into lifting immediately. Like he just seventh grade, mm -hmm. he had like a fucking trainer who was like a family friend. It wasn't like he like hired him. It was like a family friend that would lift in this garage they had a garage had like wrestling mats weight sets and he just got into it and took it serious from literally the time he was like seven like or seventh grade from seventh alive? grade or he's alive yeah he lives in florida now he has like kids he's not really into training anymore he's still ah. like a big dude but he's not like really into it you got to open up the power build uh, house <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, bring him up yeah, yeah but yeah he was an absolute monster like literally as a high school senior bench 405 mm. Barely any technique. It didn't look awful, but like, barely any technique. It's one of those guys where it's just like, oh, he just throws it on, hits it, and you're like, whoa. Literally, he, me and him got into the gym, and it was just always me chasing him. Like, always just trying to get even near his level, which is what, like, accelerated my progress so much. Mm. Not to mention, like, the gym we went to was, it was, like, where all the real lifters went to in my area. Like, a bunch of dudes on juice, you know, they would just talk shit to us like we were on their same level, but, like, it, not you know fun somewhat fun loving way some of them it was a little more fucked up but like it was awesome because of the competitive nature it was just like i was just like me and him i was chasing my buddy my buddy was chasing being the strongest motherfucker in the gym do you ever feel like you, you're like you almost strive just to get that same feeling back from when you were younger because it was such like a hunger yeah like, it's like oh, it's, it's you can never get to that feeling you can you can try to but it's like it's something when you were at rock bottom being no, like you don't even know where you were going to go. Yeah. And then being surrounded by all these people and you're like, I just want to be better. I just, no, yeah. I just need to get better. I need to get bigger. I need to be stronger. I need to do this. It was, yeah, no, that was a huge aspect of it. And like, that's what led to like such early, like I made so many fucking gains, like literally 150 to 185 the first year. The oh, second year I was up to 205. Like I was fucking. Do going. you know what your, your, the, the, like the biggest leap you guys, you took in like lifts. Well, no, no, in like bo both body weight and like in, in lifts. Yeah, I mean, the first year that like literally 35 pounds just seemed like surreal. Like yeah. every fucking friend I had was like, you're taking steroids. I yeah. was like, dude, I don't even know what the fuck steroids are at this time. Like, creatine. I even, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm taking creatine pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It was like eating fairly the right way and in a huge surplus. And like all I was doing was like 
I'd wake up. I was working at like fucking UPS at the time, like fucking loading trucks, going to the gym after that for like two, three two hours. workouts in one day. Yeah, load, that shit was no joke. That. that sucked. Yeah. And then training, sleeping, just doing the same thing every day, every day. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first went to the gym, I could bench a plate. I'd, I'd been able to do that. That was literally it. Mm -hmm. Within like by the end of that first year, I was probably benching two seventy five, mm -hmm. like within a year, yeah. And then within that second year, I remember hitting three fifty. I remember hitting three fifty at the time, and I was like, I didn't even know how I did it. I was like, how the fuck is this even possible? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like nineteen. That, that, that's funny. Uh, I remember when I so when I was first like just walked in the gym, I was about like hundred pounds, right? And I benched hundred pounds, and I was like. <laughs> I'm the shit. I was going to school with like the big, like biggest high. Been like, yeah, I benched 100 pounds. Never went to the gym again. Right? <laughs> this is probably like eighth grade. Like yeah. I just walked in. One of my buddies was like, "Hey, let's see how much you bench." It was 100 pounds. I was like, oh, "I'm the strongest motherfucker ever." <laughs> right? Never go to the gym again. Then finally, uh, yeah, ninth grade. I'm 145 pounds, and I go from 145 to 160. I just did my first. Dirty bulk, yeah. basically, and I'm eating like little Debbies and oh, yeah, yeah. all this like candy. And then from there, from ninth grade to tenth grade, well, actually, just actually, just the ninth grade thing happened where I hit my growth spurt, and I was getting up to like 187 at nighttime, but I had Damn. to wrestle 160, or, or no, no, I had to wrestle 170, but I was in the like the, the 160s. But then I was hit my growth spurt, and I was getting to the 180s, and I was panicking, and we had regions. So I did this a mega, mega cut. So it's like eight months into lifting, I was getting really, really strong. And I basically threw it all away and I cut down to 166. I like was eating a thousand calories for a solid two weeks, right? And I just go, I have this photo of me like, of just like at the end of the, the, the before regions. And it's just all stick. Like the only thing you can see is some cap delts, but it's yeah. like no bicep, no tricep. The form is the same ratio as this, right? No legs, no chest. And my bench before going in before i did that little cut i just hit 215 or something i was like okay i'm gonna hit that 225 bench that's gonna be the, the mile mark right yeah. after regions and not cutting being on a thousand calories for like two weeks i had what you would call like i didn't reverse diet you know when you're like a bodybuilder's on prep yeah. and like their mind is so hungry i never understood what that was when i was younger but then when that happened Oh, I lost our regions. I was supposed to go to state, but I was just so weak, fatigued, all that, that after it, I just couldn't stop eating. And I went from 166 to 205 in a month. Oh my in a month. God. Oh okay? my I put God. On the, That's got to be a record. I put on the most amount of mass naturally that I've ever met on somebody. And I have a photo of me literally going here to here. And then I went to one of those, uh, like body fat things were like it's obviously very very inaccurate like, yeah. with the, where you hold the things but i was so curious but it was like the perfect time of like i grew like two inches i hit my growth spurt my voice dropped it was like i was just <laughs> injecting gh almost <laughs> yeah. right my bench went from uh 185 because i was originally at 215 but it, yeah it went down to 185 went from 185 to 265 I didn't even get to do the two, 225 mark. Yeah. I, I went, right? yeah, went straight <laughs> yeah. from, I didn't even do, no, I did 235. I didn't even get to do 225 like yeah. everybody else. It just went from, let's do 205. 205 feels good. 235, boom. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I stayed at that 195, 205-ish during football season. Yeah. Maintained all that. Basically had a recomposition because... Uh, I was eating so much food just to maintain that during football because it was all the cardio. We we're out in the sun. It's August time, yeah. right? Then I had one month to add on more weight. Went to about 220, 
Then I wrestled 195 for the next like six months. And then after that went up to 220 again. So I stayed in 220 from 10th, 11th and 12th grade. But each year at that 220 mark, it was like 220 at that 10th grade was like at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then 220 at 11th grade was like mid midtime. Yeah. And then 220 senior year was morning weight. Yep, yeah, morning yeah. weight 220. It's insane. What were the kids in your school from? Yeah, I know. Seeing you because you go from 150, right? Most of those those kids they, mm-hmm. they know you from before high school. And yeah. Like, but Damn, uh, I remember Sawyer. He was 150, but like. <laughs> yeah, two twenty. Well, I think what I think what also is different though is I'm so lengthy mm. that it didn't it like because it, it was just like I think it was that one time when I went from one sixty six to one ninety five. It was the big like whoa, you've <laughs> yeah. been working out, haven't you? <laughs> but because of just how long I am, yeah. I don't think it was so noticeable. Maybe yeah. when I was wearing like the extra small shirts and like <laughs> just yeah. to pop out yeah. everything, yeah. But. I noticed the biggest difference was 166 to 195. I was like, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. What did you play in football? What position? Oh, you don't want to know. We had like, dude, our, okay. It was funny is we're in a hockey town, right? So nobody would do football because they would be scared to do hockey. So I had to be put on the line. So I was on right tackle, Damn. right? We were playing against triple uh, A schools and we didn't even have a triple A team. We had like a single A team. It was like, it was terrible. So we got finally put down to double A Yeah. Uh, for like practice or for like a small, uh, I don't want to say meets, but uh, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. games. <clears throat> and then when it came down to like, if we had to do like regionals or states or whatever, we had to play triple A teams and we just get fucking demolished. Yeah. Right. It was rough. Football sucked in that regard because I was, I would take it very serious because during wrestling, wrestling makes it where you're the one who has to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. You're not relying on anybody except yeah. you just have to make weight, yep. practice. Like yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah. Yeah. So it made Teams it, are tough. Yeah, well, because I have no problem with like articulating, hey, you got to do this, you have to do that, right? But when it's practice time and people don't want to take it serious, it really kind of pissed me off. And this was on my like my training arc where everything was <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing mattered. Like yeah. there was no girls. It was only like wake up make my food, go to the gym, go to school, go to work, go train, all that. Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of like that, but it's like, I don't have to go to school anymore and I don't have to go to work. Yeah. Like just, it's a little more freelancing, you know, I don't yeah. have to make that, that, like we said, that five to nine workout schedule anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of the positives, but I, the one thing I do like about powerlifting and that's what we've kind of tried to build here is like, we have like a team element to it where it's like, when we go to meets, there's usually a bunch yeah. of us, well, but it's, that's it's where like you the, the sport feeling is. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're with these people. They want you to win, but it also at the end of the day, you have to win. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's up to you. Okay. Nabel ain't coming in to lift my deadlift. No, right? yeah. I gotta be there. He can <laughs> yell in my ear to do it. And that's yeah. enough for me. Yeah. But you gotta be the one to do it. No, 100%. Yeah. It's definitely. Same, yeah. Did you did you do any sports? Tennis for 14 years. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. You ever see this dude on the ping pong table? Dude. Are you he good? Make yeah. you feel oh, yeah. terrible. Are, are you good at badminton? I'm good at all of rackets. A- any, oh, any okay. Rackets for pickleball? Yeah, man. I hear good things about pickleball. I've never played. Well, Damn. Mostly ping pong, but tennis was my, my stuff for 14 years. We didn't and have male tennis. I like, dropped it. I was, like, I was 16, I think it was. So it was like... No, I just my, my dad put me on the court. I like, that was a two-year-old. Damn. Yeah, I, like I feel like most people are really good at tennis playing, start early. Yeah, I was already playing and stuff. And then kept, kept going at it. And like, play, I, in high, back in France, right? So I, I was probably like, I start, I, it was like half, half of the day you go to school. So you have school from like 8 to 12. 
and then the other day you have practice. But Damn. This was in the United States, right? No, I did a high school in France. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you only came over here, what, three years ago? Four. Four years ago? Yeah, four years ago, and practiced this off. And then after that, I said, you know what? Let me like try this powerlifting thing out. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. I just stopped sport, um, just, just, you know, like stuff, being a kid, yeah. being a young male, going out, partying, females, all that stuff. And then I got bored of that. And I moved here, and it's like everybody was training. I was like, I was a 110, 105 pound kid, and I was like, I gotta go to the gym because all the my family and my friends called me skinny. So something was happening. I was back in France. I, I didn't feel insecure because everybody was. Like, yeah, I was gonna. We were. I moved to the U.S. You're saying like, that. everybody's oh, fat. Yeah. McDonald's, Burger King, Chick Fil A. It's so different. Yeah. It's like okay, now it's time to pick it up. Just starting with like. Body weight stuff, pull up, pull up, push ups, cat mm-hmm. snakes for like six months. Then I did Olympic weightlifting for six months. Hmm. That actually was good. And after that, I was like, I just like squat bench lift. Yeah. I did that for three years. Did you have any sense of like training before that? Like, did you do push ups when you were a kid? I. Uh, no. Okay, because like That's when it. I was younger, my brother and I, no. even yeah. be, like, I have photos of us being six years old, seven years old, and we're arm wrestling. Yeah. We're doing push ups, yeah. we're doing pull ups. And we were like, I think. Would people be like, but well, would you? You have, a, you have an older brother. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. He brought that. You well, don't have any siblings? I don't have half, but I don't see them often. So that's why I'm Yeah. Really see, I had an older brother, so we were kind of like that, thing. too. We're yeah. like. Where it's like. Everything physical. He, he needs to be better. He needs to be stronger. And I just want to. That's yeah. the that's yeah. difference. And it's that's like, it, it makes it where it's, it's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy though. That's interesting because like totally different backgrounds. Like you dynamic could, and now yeah. he's deadlifting yeah. 100 pounds. I know. It's uh, like you would never. Serena think. Williams, do you want to come into powerlifting? We'll <laughs> no, see what you can do. She would probably be the best ever, honestly. She's built for it. Like, yeah. she'd be a monster. But that's what I'm saying. Like being a explosive because tennis requires a lot. You have to be explosive. Yeah. Player, you know? Fast twitch. Fast twitch. Yeah. Fibers. That's what actually helped me get my my lifts because I'm very explosive. Yeah. You know? Like I don't have a lot of muscle on my frame so you have to be explosive and I feel like coming back from that background definitely helped me out a lot right? John Hack must have been a killer tennis player oh, probably <laughs> oh, yeah. I so bet I didn't want, want to know how fast I could serve now I, I, I was gonna th- I was thinking you were like a swimmer or so I am not yeah because like, like most a, most like deadlift a, people literally yeah, look like they're swimmers with long arms and, and everything yeah yeah one of my speaking of the crazy strong girl deadlifters, one of my other four hundred pound female deadlifters, she was a swimmer. Four hundred so, pound. Okay. Yeah, she's got she's got she yeah, just so repping four oh two now too, yeah. But swimming <laughs> background, dude. <laughs> oh, I read that wrong. I thought you were saying she's four hundred and five pounds. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She's repping it. She's only a hundred and like she's uh, I think seventy four, something like that. But yeah. Crazy. It's interesting to just hear the backgrounds but of like some of the Powerlifting is not our first sport. People that get into powerlifting and that their first sport, I feel like they tend to give up very quickly because that's their first sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Versus like you just you're almost seeking that yeah. that that game that you yeah. used to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's nice with powerlifting is like we have the weigh-ins just like wrestling had. Mm-hmm. We're in a single lunch just like wrestling had, right? Yeah. It's just the only difference is I get to lift the weights. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yell, and nobody gets mad at me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, calm down. I have a question. So when exactly you're, you saw your uh, 
Oh, so, so yeah, yeah. I never wanted to deadlift originally. My brother just like was deadlifting 405, conventional, just repping it out, right? And when I saw that, I was like, because everybody in the gym would, would tell you, okay, don't don't be doing those deadlifts. Yeah. You'll be hurting your back. Yep. Don't be doing that. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, front squats, they want to do it. Only deadlift with a trap bar. Yeah. yeah. And I, so when I saw my brother deadlift 405, I was just like, whoa. Like, it just looked cool. You have it, you slam it on the ground, you walk away just nonchalantly, yep. right? And I was like, okay, I'll deadlift. But I'm going to deadlift super, super light. So I go over and put a 10-pound bumper plate on each side and I do like probably 2,000 reps. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee. And I was just like, I just need to hone in on the form, right? Then the next day. 20 pounds on each side, like did probably 2,000 reps, videoed every single one of them. The camera roll of the 32 gigabyte four, four, uh, iPod 4G was just deadlift yeah. clips, each side's angle, right? And then I just <laughs> did it again, 10 pounds again, and then 10 pounds again. And then finally, uh, after uh, I was wrestling, the next day I was like, hmm, let's see what we do. And then I pulled 405 and I'm like, oh, yay. And now I'm, now I'm getting catching up to my brother. And then I was like, okay, let, I'm gonna still do it now, right? And finally, my brother moved away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to still deadlift, though, right? Yeah. So all my deadlifts I did do, I never did chalk. I never used chalk. I thought chalk was cheating. I thought straps <laughs> were cheating, and I thought chalk was cheating. And then I thought belts were cheating. Yeah. You know, the only thing that, that was allowed was headphones. <laughs> raw, raw, yeah. Yep. So then I tried out a belt, and I pulled 455 for the first time. I was like, okay, awesome. And then I was like, all right. I'm going to try 475, and I filled 475, like, twice in a row, and I was getting, like, really just, like, oh, geez. And then... When you hit that, when you just stops. Yeah, so after after missing 475, because I would lock it out, but I couldn't hold on to it. So I did a full two weeks of just grip strength training that I'd never have to worry about my grip anymore. I was doing 225 farmer carries on the trap bar, on the track. I was doing these, like... Uh, I don't know what you call yeah, them. Yeah, they're like forearm rolls yep. kind of. Yeah. I had this machine uh, that I would go to bed. It's these springs, and it's like from the 80s. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. And it had four of them on. Yep. And I was just like, before bed, I would just do like 100 each of them, right? So then I go in after two weeks of training grip, just demolish 475, right? Then my friend goes, hey, do you want to try chalk? And I go, hmm, okay, sure. Put it on, hit 500 for the first time, right? Yeah. After that, I didn't think about that 500 was like, just due to the, the chalk being able to hold on to the bar. So then I travel out to Salt Lake City. I pull 515 after training on my first ever deadlift, uh, my first ever program. It was like eight weeks, stiff bar, um, did the did it with no chalk. And I was like, oh, okay, that's all right. Then what were you, all, all this time, were you sumo or you switch at some point? Nope, nope, I've always been sumo. Wow. So I've always pulled sumo. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then I maybe did stiff bars or I did deficit deadlifts, mm-hmm. but never like strictly conventional. And this is basically my rate of progress I did. I went from 500 to 515 in eight weeks, 515 to uh, 550, 565 in eight weeks, um, 565 to 615 eight weeks, and then 615 to six. Uh, no, uh, six. I think it was six thirty-five. But I made a sh- like great amount of progress on my squat, mm. and I squatted actually before that day. So the next day, my ta- I was a little taxed for deads, and I did six thirty-five, and I was really pissed off about it because I failed it the first time because I tried these A seven uh, deadlift slippers, 
And it was like when they first started out, yeah. they were the shittiest slippers I've ever had on. <laughs> and I was like, I was just pissed because I was like just trying to wear them. And everybody was like, oh, try deadlift slippers. So I was like, fuck this. I like threw them on the ground, went barefoot, picked it up, slammed it, walked away. I was yeah. just pissed the entire night. Then after that, went from 615 or, yeah, six, yeah, no, I went, yeah, 615 to 675 actually. That's what I did. Cause I did 635 in training and I was mm. like, wow. And we're still like four weeks. We're going to max out did 675. And then from 675, I was like, whoa, I'm actually pretty strong. Cause before I, I was just, I was just, yeah. I was looking at all these other people yeah. hitting all these PRs. Larry wheels has had, hit a PR every, every day on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at Larry. Wheels. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay. I, I still got to compete against him. All right. This is what he's at. Right. Yeah. So then after the 675, and that was on deadlift bar, by the way, deadlift bar, uh, pound plates, but not, not bumpers. Um, then I was like, okay, uploaded it on YouTube. Everybody was getting, I was getting accused of all these steroid accusations. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to do a competition. So I do a competition three weeks after I hit my 675. The 675 was a full RP 10. And I was like, all right, not really thinking you needed a long, long time to get ready for the deadlifts. Yeah. I pulled, I think it was six. I did 606 for my first attempt, and then I messed up the kilos because I didn't know how kilos worked. And I was supposed to do 635 for my second attempt, and that would have been a national record for my mm. age group at the age, at the weight too. But I messed up the kilos, and it was like 656 I actually loaded on, and I could only break it off, and that was for my second attempt. Damn. And I remember my coach at that time was pissed because he was like, he wrote out the second attempt, but I didn't know, this is my first ever powerlifting meet, nobody's like handling me at all. So I was like, oh, where's my phone? I don't know where my phone. You have 30 seconds left. Put in the number. I was like, ah, oh, roughly uh, <laughs> wrote it down, scribbled it, oh, sent it in. Man. And like, it was just that kilo difference, yeah. right? So from there, learned it. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go back on the deadlift bar. So after doing 606 in, in the comp, but 606 competition, stiff bar, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I know I could have done 635. It was just that, that jump kind of messed it up. Because I, oh, I got yeah. both times I got it to like my knees and then I had to set it down. So then from there, I did 7.15 on, or, yeah, I might have done actually seven, I did 700, yeah. And then I did 7.15 after another eight weeks. So eight weeks, 700. What another, program are you running or like who's helping you? It was a, uh, it was not, it was the worst training. Like the training program was not not good at all because every person that I know that was on the same training program got injured. I was the only one who's never been injured and it was on a very, very high intensity RP nine and 10, 24 seven. It's my programs. <laughs> yeah. no, it was like, you were like, running the Nabil program. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I, ho I hope Nabil is not training like this because it's oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but you can get away with that when That's you're younger, yeah, right? Yeah, but it allows more. Yeah. But it, I don't to... think it's ideal at all. Nah. It's not, not ideal nah. it, nah. long-term wise because so many people that I know who trained RP nine and 10, now they have like, Oh, I've joint issues. I have oh, elbow tendonitis, And it's due to like being a retard training. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like and that's why I'm so passionate about like, if somebody's training, don't be going, don't be going RP 20. Yeah. Don't do that. Like where they're, they're like, okay, I'm going to high bar squat four Oh five. And it's like, you can still make progress by training at a smart intensity yeah. and volume. As and long as you get your food right, you yeah. And you train Yep. Well, and yeah, and well, from there, after I did my first meet, did the 700, then 715, and then I was like, I was doing all this mixed grip, and then everybody was like, Have you ever heard of hook grip? So I go, oh, Okay.
go back to a stiff bar because I wanted to do another meet, and I wanted to do 700 in comp or 675 because that was the national uh, record at that time. Junior, but, right? Or was it teen at this time? Teen. I was still a teen. Okay. So I was probably 18, and I wanted 675 hook grip. So I was, like, training hook grip. Didn't know how to really do it correctly, so it was very, very painful. And uh, funny, funny story, how I prepped for that was I was working retail, and I would work, like, eight-hour jobs, and I would, like, hook grip my fingers and squeeze while I'm walking down the aisles. I mean, like, so, like, imagine this, you know, 100, 195-pound kid walking up, squeezing his fist and going, are you finding everything all right? Do you, do you need any shoes? Are you looking for anything? And I'm just, like, squeezing my hands are purple. I did that for eight hours, and then finally I kind of got used to it, doing, like, the most painful thing ever. Yeah. But I was like, I need to get better at hook grip. I got to go the fastest way. Damn. So then uh, I did my own little meet, and then I went to the Arnold, and this was my first time going to the Arnold. And how I hook gripped was, you know how most people like will go down and then grab the bar? I straight up was, uh, you know like John Hack kind of just goes and just picks it up? Think about that, but with no, hook grip. I was just, I would go like this. It's a grip and pull. And then as soon as, it would just go. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It, yeah. Was, it was bad. I guess you can hold on to it. That's impressive. Well, that's what I was doing, and when I was at the Arnold, I hooked it like this, not straight, <laughs> right? And I have the camera angle of like, say this is the bar and this is the camera angle. And I remember after failing it, and I'm like two fingers in, and I <laughs> yeah. get like midway, rip my thumb. I think, yeah, it was this one. Like just chunk of a, I looked like Dan Griggs' thumb basically. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was like, <sighs> and then quarantine happened. Deadlifts kind of went away because I was just trying to get plates. Damn, so you were at that Arnold, it was 2020, right? Yep. Yeah, that was me and Debo. You were that there? was my last USAPL meet. Yeah. Okay. And that was De Debo was there. He did that one as well. Um I think that was my best USAPL meet. I think I was that at like, the Arnold? Yeah, it was at the Arnold. Crazy. Yeah, the I or no, me and Debo both did the raw challenge, I think it was. That's okay. what they used to call it. The raw challenge. Cause then they would always have like the S B D one, which was like the pro something or another i don't know i remember but. at that time jamal browner tried out on the elephant bar because that was the big deal yeah you know yeah it, it, it's crazy on if we think about this is three years ago pretty much and how much the, just the fitness industry community all that changed in just three years yeah, yeah. you know